You're listening to the Inner Child Podcast. Hey friends, this episode is dedicated to the hypochondriacs in our community. In other words, folks who tend to get a little bit paranoid or overly worried and anxious about their health. It is a real thing, and in this episode, I'm going to dive deep into how this actually comes from your inner child and childhood wounds, my own personal story around how I used to struggle with this, why these obsessions actually seem to get worse at certain times, plus my tips on how to overcome it right after this intro. Hi, I'm Gloria Zhang, and after 10 years of struggling in toxic relationships, I attracted the love of my life by healing my inner child. This podcast is your weekly dose of my expertise as a therapist and dating relationship coach for high achievers. Learn tips to overcome low self-worth, emotional baggage, and childhood trauma so that you too can step into your power and attract the love you desire. Welcome to the Inner Child Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Inner Child Podcast. So, you just woke up and your leg is shaking. The first thing that you do is you start to panic, you start to worry, you jump onto Google and you do a deep dive into Reddit and WebMD. And before you know it, you are absolutely convinced that you have a life-threatening disease and that you are going to die. What I just described is a very regular occurrence of someone who's a hypochondriac. So hypochondria basically means very excessive worrying and anxiety about your health. So although hypochondria technically is a label diagnosis, obviously all of us fall along the spectrum to some degree. And of course, when we're not feeling well, it's very normal to feel anxious about what it means. But if this seems to be becoming an issue for you, or you're noticing that there are certain times of your life where these obsessions get a lot worse, it is not a coincidence. There is an actual explanation as to why this is flaring up and what this has to do with your inner child. So before we dive into this juicy goodness, I have a very quick insider's little news update just for you guys listening. I'm actually going to be running my first annual virtual event on July the 4th, so just shy of two months. It's going to be called Heal Your Inner Child Live, which is actually my original academy transformed into a two-week virtual experience with me. During this event, I'm going to be teaching you how to connect with your inner child, how to understand exactly what the root cause of your issues come from, and teaching you my methodology on how to completely change your relationship with your inner child for the better, especially if you tend to struggle with anxiety and these bigger feelings. Now, if you can't make all the dates live, it's totally okay. Everything is going to be recorded, but we're also doing little bonuses like giveaways, plus an after party where you get to hang out with me on Zoom, um, ask questions and meet my team. So doors are not opened yet, but if you want to get on the pre-sale waitlist only for a closed group of people, next month you'll actually get $100 off during the limited time sale for pre-sale waitlist only. To sign up, go to buygloriazang.com slash waitlist or click the link in the show notes below. 
Tickets are only a couple hundred, so I've made this very, very accessible. And it's going to be two weeks packed of so much healing, so much growth, and you get to hang out with me. So this is going to be a one-time-a-year event, so you definitely don't want to miss out on the first one. All right, so let's go back to our conversation about hypochondria, health paranoia, where it comes from, and what to do about it. So we need to get some facts straight, first of all. I know that there are some of you thinking, well, I'm not just being paranoid, Gloria. I actually have health issues. And that is a valid fact. I am also part of that category. So statistically, trauma survivors just have more health issues. And it's a combination of several different things. Obviously, with the way that trauma rewires the brain, we are more sensitive to things that are happening in our body. So trauma survivors literally feel things more. Plus, there's the overactivation of our flight, fight, freeze responses, which leads to increased stress levels. And we all know that cortisol and stress is one of the leading causes of pretty much almost all health problems. It leads to increased inflammation inside the body. It leads to damaged gut health and so many more things. Now, with that being said, this is not a podcast where I'm going around telling people that trauma survivors are sick and incapable people. All right. That is not why I created this podcast. I teach all this stuff to empower you. And while you may always be a sensitive person and there's nothing wrong with that, these health-related concerns are things that you can totally improve throughout your lifetime. When I completely healed my inner child and all the roots of these problems that I had, I healed my chronic gut health that no other doctor could figure out the medical condition around. My acne even cleared up. My vision got better. I even stopped binge eating. And a lot of my clients that I teach my inner child methodologies to also experience this gradual improvement of physical health. So the health piece is a completely separate issue. And we can talk more about that in a different episode. But right now, I want to focus on the anxieties that don't always hold a lot of truth to. And that kind of borderlines into paranoia. So I want to give you a real life example that I used to struggle with. Because I have been nearsighted my whole life, I wore glasses since I was like six, seven years old. I developed a huge, huge obsession with my eyesight getting worse. And so what would happen is I would wake up sometimes and maybe on that particular day, my eyesight was a little bit blurry and I would just start freaking out thinking, oh my gosh, I'm going blind, my retina's detaching. And for the entire day, I just couldn't stop being so aware of my eyes as if I could feel every movement, every blur was just in my face and I couldn't get my mind off of it. I would then go through the internet, Reddit, WebMD rabbit hole and just go through all of these articles about why I was becoming blind, why my retina was detaching, why I was developing an eye disease. And then I would dig into my eye exam records and actually try to calculate how much my vision has worsened. And I would try to multiply that at the rate that it was getting worse, how many years I might have left before becoming blind. And then I would go down this rabbit hole of what would happen if I lost my vision and on and on and on. And then I would go out in a panic, go to Shoppers Drug Mart and buy like $200 worth of eye health supplements, not even reading the label, but just grabbing 
everything and anything off the shelf. And that would just be the cycle that I go through. So you might have something similar. It might not be related to your health, but it might be something else. And it's similar to the reason why people develop OCD, obsessive compulsive disorders. Now, the health obsession probably went all the way back to when I was a kid having my first health experience and not having a loving adult comfort me through it and teach me what was going on inside my body. You know, let's just be real for a second. How much anxiety do you feel when your body is feeling something really weird, pretty anxious, right? It feels pretty crappy and you're an adult. Imagine being five years old in a teeny tiny, small little human sized body and feeling all of that for the first time and not having support or having your parent laugh at you or tell you that it's not a big deal and you should just walk it off. Not having anyone to help you understand what all these big feelings are happening inside your body. And now as an adult, without having those things taught to you, you're, you emotionally become a five-year-old, right? In an adult's body, you are emotionally stunted. And so for some of us, this is where the hypochondria started, really because we weren't feeling safe inside our bodies. And so obsessing and trying to control things was the only way that we knew how to get some kind of relief or some sense of control. You feel hypochondria when your inner child is scared and it doesn't know what else to do. And so this becomes a coping mechanism where we're trying to establish some power. So now that we've gotten that out on the table, we need to talk about why health obsession seems to get worse sometimes. And so if I just bring your attention back to the last few times, it's really flared up. It probably got worse during times of your life when other things were stressful. So going through a breakup, when work was really stressful, when you just had a big fight with your family, when you just switched jobs and you're going through a big transition. Are you starting to see the connection here, right? When life feels so big and we start slipping away from our sense of control in these big things that happen in life. It's just a lot easier for our minds to start fixating on smaller things and blow them into bigger things so that we can feel like at least we're in control of that. And if you're listening to this podcast and you still haven't really dealt with your childhood trauma, I will tell you straight up that if you're avoiding or you don't have the tools to deal with the unfathomable, enormous, intangible problem of childhood trauma, your mind would much rather focus on this smaller, tangible, fake problem, which at that time was my eyesight. For you, it might be something else. I'll give you a little case study example of one of my actual clients. So what's interesting is she originally joined Soulmate because of relationship problems, right? Inside Soulmate, we teach you how to permanently break the cycle of toxic relationships and how to attract and maintain and flourish healthy, secure relationships. Now, at the same time, she was also dealing with a lot of health issues as well and seemed to run into this pattern that anytime she was about to do something outside her comfort zone, like go meet a new group of friends or finally go out on a date with somebody, her health issues would just suddenly start flaring up out of nowhere. 
Now, what makes this human being an amazing client is her absolute willingness to take 100% radical responsibility for all her decisions and her willingness to actually look at these difficulties and seeing if there are different reasons of what might actually be going on. Now, this part is really, really important, so please listen carefully. This is not about my client's actual health conditions. She has absolutely been through a lot and health has always been a part of her journey. She realized that on an unconscious level, she was actually undermining her own efforts to chase after what she actually wanted to do. Now, there's a word in this in psychology. I don't love this word. It's a bit outdated, but it was called self-handicapping. And basically, it's when people find any reason to externalize the reasons why they can't have what they want so that they never have to experience failure. It literally means shooting yourself in the foot. And it can be very tricky when you actually have a real physical condition because you might genuinely feel discomfort or feel some pains. We're not invalidating that, but what we are saying is that the way she was behaving was not congruent with the kind of person she wanted to be. Deep down inside, she wanted to be the kind of person that's still going to launch her dream career, even if she had a headache that day, even if she had a tummy ache that day. That's what she actually truly wanted to do, right? It's not absence of the health. It's pursuing and doing what we want to do despite having certain conditions. And because she was not behaving in the way that she truly wanted to behave and that the version of herself that she knew deep down was who she was supposed to be, was meant to be, was leading to lowered self-esteem when we're not living the life that we truly want to live. And so because she's been able to uncover some of these layers inside the program, I'm so proud of her. She is making big boss moves, big powerhouse moves, slowly but surely working towards creating the kind of life that she actually wants. And in doing so will help her feel more secure and confident with dating relationships as well. You see, all of this stuff is totally connected. And I related so much to my client. As I told you all, I suffered with major IBS to the point where they didn't even know how to diagnose it. The symptoms just kept changing every month and every year. But let's just call it IBS or IBD for now. Although my symptoms were valid, I was literally hurting many days. At the same time, there were still so many things on my vision board that I really wanted to do. And in my heart of hearts, if I sat down with you and I was completely honest, I still wanted to pursue those things. And I wanted to be the kind of person that was, of course, going to listen to my body. But if I was having, you know, like a slightly off tummy day, I didn't actually want to let that stop me from going out and going on a date. Because deep down, I knew that I don't need to be completely perfect and feeling completely 100% to go out there and meet someone, right? And even though momentarily it validated me and gave me some comfort, if someone said, oh, you know, poor Gloria, you have a tummy ache, of course, stay in, don't go out, right? Don't do anything. It gave me a sense of comfort in the moment, but then it made me feel even worse because even though I was feeling validated for my physical symptoms, I still wasn't aligning myself with the version of myself that I actually was. So the takeaway from this story is not to ignore your health. This is not a 
toxic positivity thing where I'm th saying it's all in your head. All right, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> what I am saying is it's a very fine art to understanding when we actually do need to take a break and when we have to follow our heart's desire anyway. Do you understand the distinction? It's still important to take breaks when you need to, but only you will know the difference between times where you actually need to go outside your comfort zone. All right, so call to action, two tips on working through these increased periods of health anxiety. Number one, to actually reflect back to your inner child and think about what did your parents do or your caregivers when you were young? What actually happened when you felt sick? And this will tell you a lot about how you learned to treat yourself when you're not feeling well. Number two is to think about, is there a bigger, more intangible trauma that I'm not dealing with or a bigger problem in my life that I'm avoiding dealing with and focusing on health stuff instead, because that seems to be a more comprehensible, easier target to focus on right now. And the third tip is I cannot stress this enough. You need to get your butt to start hanging out around other people who behave differently. So I shared the story with some of my clients uh, inside Soulmate when we were talking about this topic. But I met a friend once who would just wake up, you know, maybe her leg would hurt and she'd just move on with her day. <laughs> and the first time I witnessed and I observed her just move on with her day, it never struck me. I actually had an aha moment where I thought people can just actually feel things and move on with their days and not dwell on it. It just seems so crazy, right? But it's not because I wasn't used to this way of thinking. And believe me, my parents were very paranoid and anxious about a lot of things as well. And I learned that behavior from them. You know, being around other people who uplift you and reinforce new habits is the secret ingredient. This is the reason why I run almost exclusively group programs now, right? I've crossed onto the dark side and I've been doing this work for a decade and I've worked with hundreds of clients and I do not know a single person who healed all their wounds completely on their own, right? Inner child wounds by default are a result of extreme disconnection between you and other people. It's attachment trauma right? And you can't heal attachment trauma without building connection and learning and healing through people, through co-regulation. Co-regulation happens when you're around other people that make you feel safe. And just by being around them, your brain and your nervous system starts to soothe itself. So I highly recommend starting to get around other people who are going to support you if you don't have a place for that right now, I've got a free Facebook group that you can join and connect with like-minded folks, ask questions and make friends. You can type in the Inner Child Podcast community or click on the show links below to find my free group. If this episode was helpful, please, please take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram at ByGloriaZang. I always love hearing from you guys and getting some ideas on what episodes you would like to hear about next. I'm going to be laying low the next couple of days. It's actually my birthday soon on May the 20th. So I'm going to be hanging out with Andrew, maybe catching up with some friends. And I'll see you guys in the next episode. 
Bye for now. If you love this episode, please hit subscribe and give us a five-star review. It really helps me a lot, so thank you. To join the community and get your daily dose of inner child tips, follow me on Instagram and social media at ByGloriaZang or visit ByGloriaZang.com. If you're a high achiever or an entrepreneur who wants to work with me, message me the words high achiever and I'll get in touch. Thanks, bestie. See you in the next one.